Hello, everyone. This is Kim Langley, your host of Let Fear Bounce. Thank you so much for spending a part of your day with me today. I also want to thank my sponsor for today's episode, Sandy Johnston of Abundant Life Coaching, Consulting, and Healing. She's also the host of her own podcast called Tiara's Tears and Triumphs. Sandy is dedicated to creating a safe space for survivors of abuse to heal, recover, and rebuild their lives. To learn more about what Sandy can provide to you, please visit her website at sandyj.com.au. Now, grab your cup of coffee, sit back, relax, and let's get on with the show. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to Let Fear Bounce. This is Kim Langling, your host. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode, and I am bringing to you my lovely guest, Mimi Croger. She is an author of The Holy Spirit Help Me Heal, Overcoming Disease and Dysfunction Through Spirit Connection and Soul Healing. She is a speaker, nationally certified personal trainer, nutrition guide, and behavior change specialist with a passion for health and wellness. She directs her clients towards healing, Rooted in a relationship with the Holy Spirit through the wisdom, guidance, and the comfort that He provides. She enjoys being a mom to an amazing adult son. She resides in Colorado with her wonderful husband and her tenacious Yorkie named Hugs. So Mimi, thank you so much for joining me. I am so glad that we finally get to chat. Yeah, thanks Kim for having me. I'm happy to be here. So all right, first off, since I'm an author as well, And when I see that someone else is an author and they've got a book out, I get super excited and I absolutely love the the title of your book, Holy Spirit Help Me Heal, but it's the subtitle that caught my attention. So that's what I want to know about. Yeah. So overcoming disease and dysfunction through spirit connection and soul healing. Really the book is just about my story. I was diagnosed with lupus at the young ripe age of 19 years old. And that lupus diagnosis ended up culminating in kidney disease and kidney failure 21 years later. And it's really just my story about overcoming lupus. So I no longer have lupus. I was healed and I have a rock star kidney, uh, donated kidney now, uh, with labs that are like a young person with two healthy kidneys. And so it's really, it's my story, but it's also a how to, and it's based on really one scripture, although there are many scriptures in the book. Um, but it's three John one, two, that says you will be in health and prosper even as your soul prospers. And that word soul is interchangeable also with the word spirit. So you will be in health as your spirit prospers. You will be in health as your soul prospers, your soul being your mind, your will, and your emotions. And so it's a really my story intertwined with a how to connect with the spirit so that your health will prosper. And then from that, how to connect with your soul, because you have that spirit connection and you have the almighty able to speak to you. He's speaking to you anyway, but you can come to a place where you really learn how to hear from the Holy spirit who brings you into all truth. Like why do we believe the things that we believe that are maybe causing unrest in our soul, which may be the reason it's culminating in our bodies. That's amazing. (laughs) And, and, you know, and to, you say now you, you are free from lupus and you have a, um, a donated kidney. Yes. Bless the soul where that came from. 
Yeah. He, I had a live donor, so he is a friend of mine and he is doing well also. So yeah. How amazing, you know, I am continually in awe of God and how he works, especially with the medical field that something like that, you know, you can, you can receive an organ from someone else and absolutely amazing. It truly is. Yeah. And that was actually, that's part of the reason that has a lot to do with my story. So when I was actually healed of tinnitus before, just kind of instantly, and that was even before I had a really close relationship with the Lord. And when the, the kidney stuff happened, I really felt like the Lord told me this one, you're going to have to go through. And I'm thinking, well, you know, like the word says in Psalm 103, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities and heals all your diseases. So a lot of times as believers, it's so easy for us to believe, yeah, he forgives me of my sins, but yeah, maybe he does or doesn't heal me of my diseases. And the thing is, is that sometimes it's a journey. So sometimes he does heal us right away, but sometimes we have to go through. And one of the reasons that I see looking back now, kind of that Romans where he talks about, he works all things together for good. He's certainly not the author of disease, but he will bring good out of it Mm -hmm. was that so many people were willing to donate. Like somebody gave me their organ. If that doesn't say that I'm loved. And so those were some of the belief systems that the Lord helped to heal that I wasn't worthy, that people could be trusted, that he helped heal that soul wound because of some things that had happened to me in my childhood and some poor decisions that I had made myself that kind of put shame on me. That is actually what he used to bring me out of that lie that I wasn't worthy. And so he uses everything. Oh, absolutely. I I 100% agree. Yeah. 100%. So for the listeners that may not know or have ever heard of lupus, could you explain a little bit about what that disease is? Yeah. So lupus, it's an autoimmune disease where your body's immune system attacks itself, which at 19, when I first heard that, I was like, oh, awesome. I, you know, it's, it's like, they tell you that it's an overactive immune system. So I'm thinking, oh, that's fantastic. I have this overactive immune system. Like I'm a superhero. I'm just going to instantly heal. But in fact, what it is, is it's more of a confused immune system. And so your body attacks not only good cells, but bad cells too. And so because it's attacking the good cells, you just become really sick. And, and for me, it was lupus nephritis. So it was really directed towards my kidneys. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's, it's not a pretty disease <laughs> at so all. There's, there's different forms of it then you're saying? There are different types of lupus. I had a, the systemic kind, which can affect your organs. And there's also a skin type that will affect just your skin. There's also a drug induced type of lupus. And so I had the systemic one, which really meant that it could attack any part of my body. And initially it attacked my joints. I had migraines and I mean, I was like debilitated. There was a point where I couldn't even walk. So I had to have like people hold me up from underneath my armpits just to help me get up the stairs. Mm -hmm. 
So it was definitely a long journey, but here's the spiritual part of it. And I want to preface this too, because, you know, sometimes we're sick because, you know, as a nutrition guide, sometimes we're sick because we're drinking like 50 Dr. Peppers in a day, you know, and it has nothing to do with anything spiritual. But for me, I think a lot of times what's going on in the spiritual realm and the natural realm, what we deal with here, our physical bodies has like a correlation. And so with lupus, your body is basically rejecting itself. And that's what I was doing in with my thoughts because of my background. I didn't feel worthy. I had a lot of, I, I just call it, uh, I came from a a different culture. So my mom is from Italy. My dad is from Argentina. So I grew up with kind of with these old world beliefs and the way that they discipline is, is very different than how, you know, an American, you know, disciplines. And so it created a lot of fear in me. It created a lot of rejection in me. And I feel like my body just reacted in the only way that it knew how. So it caused me to be very perfectionistic, which led into an eating disorder. Um, And again, I was rejecting myself. I didn't look okay. I wasn't enough. I had to be perfect. And so um, lupus to me was this symbol of what I was actually, what my soul was actually going through. Being eaten away. Yeah, exactly. Literally. Yeah. That's powerful. That's powerful stuff. Yeah. And, and that's the thing I, I, I like to preface it by saying it's not always the case, you know, it's not, oh, I'm sick because of this or, right. um, but you know, shame is a big thing uh, these toxic emotions, again, based on three, John one, two, you will be in health and prosper even as your soul prospers. But again, it can be because we're not taking care of ourselves. We're, yeah. you know, around well, stress, toxins and things <laughs> like stress that. alone, stress alone can wreak such havoc on your body. Absolutely. And you you know, you were saying that you, you had an eating disorder, you kind of grew up or, or lived in some sort of fear, some form of fear. What else you felt you, you felt you needed to be perfect. You, you were a perfectionist. Yeah. That's, that's all stress. That's yes. stress. Uh, and that can't, I'm, that had to have obviously had a, had a, an effect, not only on you mentally, but on you physically. I'm, I'm continually amazed at what your thoughts and stress levels, what they can literally be doing to your body. And you don't realize it until you've become very ill. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I talk about in my book, how the word disease, if you split it up, it's dis-ease. Yes. So just not being at ease, that's stress. You know, and, and as far as my parents, they loved me, like you would not believe almost loved me too much. And so in that culture, if they didn't discipline me the way that they did, it's almost as if they would be doing something wrong. So it wasn't out of, you know, like I wasn't in this like abuse, horrible, abusive home, but that's another thing to kind of keep in mind that it doesn't have to be like something huge or traumatic that causes these things. When we're children, like little things matter, even if, you know, you didn't receive an award or, or whatever, sometimes those things become a trauma to us, especially if we take in kind of that lie that the enemy would like for us to believe. 
And often then other incidences happen throughout our life that almost confirm that lie. And then it becomes this stronghold. And we do need to renew our minds like the Bible tells us. And it just, it just continues. It's a cycle. Yes. It's just that continue. And I, I call it that swirl, you know, this one thing and, and, and you're right. Things from when you're younger, you might not even realize just how firmly planted and deep rooted they are until you're an adult and you're like, what is going on? (laughs) You might have this swirl going on. I I live with PTSD due to um, sexual assault and years ago. And you know, the, the mind is, it's a pretty amazing thing. And you can block things off and literally seemingly forget about things. Yeah. But something will happen that's going to trigger it, start to put a chink or, you know, chips in that wall that you've built so strongly. Yeah. And it will come blasting out no matter what. Yeah. Um, But, you know, it's just, it's, I'm amazed at what, how those things that you can, you can bury so deep, they're still going to come creeping out. They're still creeping out. And to me, that's where faith in God's grace come in. Amen. That's the thing. Denial doesn't work. You know, like Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. We need the truth. Like the, the truth is a capital T. It's a person. It's Jesus. It's the Holy Spirit who will actually speak to those places in your heart that hurt those traumas, you know, the things that cause the PTSD, but denial is always going to put you in a place where you're probably self-medicating you, for me, it was overeating and even the distraction of bulimia, because then I was focused on that instead of focusing on what the real issues were. Right. And so it's almost like a self-protection, like a mechanism until really you're ready But when you're ready to deal with it, it's beautiful because the Holy Spirit is so gentle. And in although it does, it does hurt. It does. The Holy Spirit is gentle, but if it comes, those walls come crashing down, not just tumbling. Yeah. Crashing, and you find yourself on your knees. Well, that's exactly where you need to be. Oh, that's so good. That's you know, so good. And even yeah. though it hurts and, yeah. you, know, you know, gut-wrenching sobs and that nasty, ugly crying. And, you, right. know, and, you know, you might not know why. I, yeah. I know I, for me, I was on my knees. It brought me to my knees and it was that nasty, soul-hurting crying. And I was literally crying out to a God that I had told myself for years and years I didn't believe in. Right. Absolutely. But there I was calling out to a God. I said I didn't believe in. Yeah. And that, that was that little tiny shift for me. I, I was very, I'm, I'm very thankful. I didn't do the whole, uh, the self-medicate thing. I didn't do drugs. I didn't drink. None of that. I had buried it so deep, but I had also become hard. Yeah. You know, so I let that wall do its thing. It did its thing. Yeah. Um, so nothing came in. Nothing could get out. But then not a whole lot could get in either. Yeah, that's right. You know, so I'm, you know, I'm thankful that I never, I never turned to drugs or alcohol or, you know, overeating or actually when I'm upset, I don't eat. I forget to eat. Yeah. (laughs) And I, I, I clean 
<laughs> I clean. So all of a sudden, if all of my cupboards look phenomenal, it's because I had a rough week, you know? <laughs> That's awesome. Can you give me some of that? <laughs> I know, this, and people who know me well, you know, they'll be like, oh, what'd you do today? I'm like, well, I cleaned out five of my kitchen cupboards and I got to tell you, they look awesome. And they're going, and they're like, wow, uh -oh, what happened? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> what That's happened? Awesome. Yeah. But I love, um, so you had said you had an, an, an eating disorder. At what time in your life did that? So that was early on. And that's really, that's what saved me. So you're talking about, you know, getting to your knees. That's exactly what happened to me. I didn't know the Lord. I didn't have a relationship with God. I grew up Catholic, but it was more like Christmas Easter Catholic. And my dad, you know, had to drag me to church like, I really wanted to just watch like WWF wrestling on TV, <laughs> which was, you know, the big thing back then on yeah. Sunday mornings, at least for my brother and I. And so um, I just really wasn't into it. I, I loved God. Like I always wanted to know him. I remember even as a little girl, just being in my room with my little communion Bible that I had gotten from my godmother. And I would start reading in Genesis and I would get to like, so-and-so begot so-and-so. I don't even know what begot means, like begot so-and-so and begot so-and-so, right. right? And then I, I would just quit. And no one ever told me, you can start in the New Testament. You can start with the book of John. You can start with stuff that, you know, makes a little bit more sense. And so, um, but yeah, for me, I just had this struggle. I was just so consumed with perfection and, and wanting to be liked and, and wanting to look good. And it was just never enough. And I was over exercising and I, I wasn't so much like overeating, overeating, but I thought that I was, and it was right. probably because I was exercising so much. My body just required that energy. Right. And so I got into this cycle of overeating and then throwing up and then talk about shame you know, and then it being a cycle where I couldn't get out of it. And one day I was just watching TV and this late, this was after this long run that I had gone on kind of to make up for this ice cream, too much ice cream that I had eaten, or at least too much in my own mind. And I plopped on my sofa at the time, which was like 80s style, right? It was like pink, big, huge flowers and black and blue. And, and I turned on the TV and, and this Christian Bible teacher was on the television, Joyce Meyer. She still preaches today. And she kept saying at the time, the program that she had was called life in the word. And so she kept saying that you could be happy regardless of the circumstances in your life and that there was life in the word. And I was like, oh, hmm. and I really liked her because she was like, tell it like it is, you know, my, I'm from New York originally. So I kind of like that. Tell it like it is, you know, but just really real. And, and she shared about her own life and I just liked her. She was like a mama. And so, um, I kept watching her program and then I just started reading the word for myself. But during that period, I literally got down on my knees on like the, the throne. I, at the time I didn't realize there was like an almighty throne instead of the throne of my bulimia. Right. And I just got down on my knees and I just said, Hey God, if you're real, like help me. I, I can't be like this anymore. I don't know what's wrong with me. 
And, um, he did through that program. So I turned on the TV and this was after I had asked God those questions. And so I was like, is he answering my questions? And then a couple of weeks later, she came to town. I went to this church and, um, I was like, wow, she's coming to, to my hometown. And I went to the church and she actually prayed for me. Um, and it was a big crowd of people. And I just, I felt the presence of the Lord. I had this encounter with God. She prayed actually the exact things that I had been praying for, because by this time I had already read all of the new Testament. I mean, I was like into this thing. I was <laughs> changing me from the inside out and I loved it. I could get enough. I couldn't eat enough of it. Right. Right. When that encounter happened. I mean, I just knew how real God was because I literally felt his touch and his love, but also she prayed exactly what I had been praying for, which was the fruit of the spirit. Galatians 5, 22, um, love. I wanted love. I wanted joy. I wanted peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control, right? I wanted all those things. And of all the things that she, and I'd been praying for that diligently and of all the things that she could have prayed over me, that's what she prayed. And I literally, I, I wept. I, I fell like under the power of God. I was just like, I felt weak in my body and I had never witnessed any of this before. So I knew it was real, you know? And so that's how he just, he touched me and changed me. And thankfully I was free of the bulimia from that moment on. So it was, it was like, uh, it was one of those I didn't have to go through, although I did continue with body image issues. And to be real with you, I still kind of deal with that today. Like I'm, I'm going through like some menopausal stuff now. So like, I feel like I'm, you know, I get these night sweats and it comes with like instant hunger and I'm like, oh, and, and so I still, you know, and that's where I talk about, like, it's a journey and I feel like every woman, you know, cares about their weight and stuff, but I could definitely, I still pray to God to be more free in that area because thankfully I don't deal with the eating stuff anymore. And really from a long time ago, praise God. But even still today, you know, I'm just being real. Like I'm still like, oh, you know, and I know that it's, the Lord is just teaching me all about, you know, how to kind of combat the lies of the enemy when they come, because what is that? It's just a lie. Like my value isn't tied to that. And so, but it's a process. So I guess I just share that to let everyone know that, Hey, it is a process and we're all in it. And, but at least we have someone that we can turn to. Exactly. Exactly. And I like uh, fear, you know, or that, that self-shame that you know or we, we feel that we're not worthy that's all that's all of the d-man that well that's what i call satan that's yeah. all the d-man and i i remember maybe six seven years ago my church had uh we put on this a really large drama for easter very professionally done and i was asked to do a, a like a mini drama just me up there and i had all of this luggage and each piece of luggage was shame, fear, doubt, regret, loss, mm. loneliness, all of that. So I literally had, you know, five, six pieces of luggage and it was just me and my luggage up yeah. on that stage. And it was, I, when practicing it, I was very, very nervous. I'm like, oh my goodness, I have never done anything like this before in my life. And here I'm going to be in front of hundreds of people 
with a bunch of empty luggage that I'm pretending is carrying something really, really heavy. How am I going to, you know, how do I get this across? But when it came time to actually do it, all of those pieces of luggage became physically really heavy for me. Wow. And it was such a powerful thing. It was about 20 minutes of me up there talking, just me and my luggage. 20 minutes is a long time. Yeah. And to talk about all of that stuff that, you know, and it was a script. So it was something I had to memorize. And I don't know if I went by the script or not <laughs> because I fell into whatever I fell into then. Healing. And, oh, it was amazing. And <laughs> afterwards, I was absolutely completely exhausted because I was literally sobbing. I fell to my knees on that stage with one of the pieces of luggage that that was uh, recognized as loss. Wow. I fell to my knees sobbing. I was all, it, it was, it all, I was in a bubble, you know? And afterwards, my pastor came up to me and he said, you have no idea what you just did. And I went, no, I don't, because I don't remember, I don't even know if I said the right words. He goes, wow. oh, you have no idea what you've just done. Wow. And he goes, I'm going to be hearing about this for, for a long time to come. He goes, now, I need you to come up here on the stage. And there was like five or six people. He goes, so come on, get up. Because I, I went off and sat by myself. And, you know, the church was emptying out and there was just a few people left. I was sitting on steps over on the one side of the church. Just, I was so empty. I felt emptied out. And he uh, had me go over and he said, we need to. He goes, well, what we're going to do is we're going to pray for you and over you because what you did today has uh, caught the attention of Satan and he is going to be coming at you from every direction now. Yeah. And I had never heard that. I can't, I call myself a newbie Christian because I did not come into my faith until my mid thirties. So I'm 53. I still consider myself a newbie Christian. Yeah. At that time. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. At that time when he said, you've done something really good for the Lord. And that's going to tick off the D-man. Mm. And I, I had never heard something like that before. Because I was, I, you know, and I'm going, I don't get what you mean. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so they prayed over me. And the next two weeks were some of the toughest days I had had in a really long time. Yeah. And it was... Uh, just one thing after another coming at me. And I finally yeah. called him and I said, you were right. And I'm really glad you prayed because I don't know if I could have got through a couple of those things that came out. It was just so, it solidified my faith. Actually. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's biblical because, um, although we don't have to be afraid of that because God is greater, right? If God is for me, who can be against me? But if you think about it in, I believe it's in Matthew, it talks about sweeping the house clean. Yes. Well, that's, you swept the house clean when you got rid of loss, when you got rid of unforgiveness, shame, the luggage, when you got rid of that, there are demons that are attached to those things, right? And in that scripture, in that passage, it talks about when you sweep the house clean to fill it because otherwise those 
visitors will try to come back. <laughs> visitors. What a nice visitors. way to put it. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're, they're not going to stay. So if, if they even try to get in, but here's the thing, what is it that fills that place? It is the Holy Spirit because right. where there is light, darkness cannot dwell. And so the more that you have the Holy Spirit filling you and giving you truth, being your comforter, he is the revelator. He is the one that gives us the truth that we need. And beautiful that they saw that in you and that they prayed for you at that moment, showing us too, like in Ephesians, it talks about the glorious inheritance that we have in the saints, right? It is a glorious thing that we have in each other where we can be real. We can be vulnerable. We can say, Hey, you know, I'm still dealing with forgiving this person right. or whatever it is. And knowing that people can come alongside you, iron sharpens iron, you can talk, you can pray, you can support one another. And yeah. it's the beauty of being in community. Um, and even just of late, you know, it's been a little bit harder to be in like face-to-face -face community. Um, I feel like that's opening up now. Uh, but you know, zoom community works for me too right now. So yeah, I'm, I'm true. happy with that too, you know, and that's the thing, although people are, are meant to bless us and be there for us, they can't always be there for us, but the Holy spirit can. And so that is what I feel like is often missing even in the church and in, in Christian, in the lives of Christians, because I I've said that he is the most, the Holy spirit sometimes is the most neglected person in the church. And he is our answer. He is literally everything. There's a scripture that talks about how he goes beyond human understanding and kind of gets to those things that we can't get to because he knows it all. He's the one who's been with you through every footstep of your life. He knows how to heal everything that ever hurt you. And so, because he was there and because he cares and because he took it upon himself. So sin, whether yours or someone else's, he took it. And so Isaiah talks about like this great exchange where, you know, for uh, mourning, he gives us joy for the spirit of heaviness. We can put on the garland of praise. He took shame. He takes it all. He take, he took illness. He took mm -hmm. all of that. And we have this great exchange. If we'll just come to him and say, Hey God, give me the truth. Holy spirit, fill me, be with me. And, and that's the thing. And one of the reasons why I wrote the book is a lot of times people don't know how they don't have the, how to like, how do I go to the Holy spirit? And one of the chapters in my book, I have a Holy spirit guide and it's 10 steps, but I preface it by saying, Hey, this is not to be used as a formula. Like the Holy spirit is much cooler than that. You know, <laughs> he's much more fun than that. And he will, but it's a guide, you know, where you can just go to God and, and it, it's 10 steps on how to just communicate with the Holy spirit and allow him that time to heal you of those very things that you talked about that luggage that drags you down, right? It drags you down in life. And, and the whole point is that when you get rid of that luggage, then you're free and you're free to do everything that brings you joy and that will bless others. So you can walk into that good destiny and calling that God has for you because you don't have these hindrances. You don't have anything dragging right. you down. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So as we wrap this up today, you just mentioned the 10, the, the guide that you have in your book, 10 yeah. steps. 
as we wrap up, can you share a couple of those that our listeners can just take away with them? Just a couple of them. Yeah. So, uh, well, I already talked about one of them, which is the exchange. Yeah. Okay. So that is where um, Jesus is prophesied in Isaiah 61. Um, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. The Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. So that tells you right there, he takes your broken heart, proclaim freedom for the captives, bulimia gone, um, release from darkness for the prisoners, anything that kind of, you talked about the D man, the D man holding on through that luggage, through that unforgiveness, he's light and he gets rid of all that darkness. He took he gives us a crown of beauty for ashes, the oil of joy, instead of mourning the garment of praise, instead of the spirit of despair. And we will be called oaks of righteousness, right? Being able to be the planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. Like I was talking about destiny, like that it honors God when you're walking into the fullness of what he's Mm -hmm. created you for, because you're free of all of these encumbrances. So that was just one. So I kind of already touched on that. Um, Number seven, seven is like a great number. Um, it's renounce the lies and declare the truth. And so you get the truth from the Holy spirit and you declare what the truth is. And this isn't about, uh, the ability to self-affirm because that doesn't work. It has to be a word from the Lord, like during, you know, your time with him that really speaks to your heart that you then declare. So, Yeah. I talk about the difference between the logos, which is the word of God, which is what we need so that the Holy spirit can come and breathe life into it. But then there's something that's called the Rhema word of God. And the Rhema word is his spoken word to you. And there are scriptures that talk about that. That Rhema word is like a sword. It is a sword that goes against what the enemy is, is telling you is truth. And so again, it's not the power of positive thinking. It's not any of that. That doesn't, doesn't work. I promise. But rhema words from the Holy spirit set you free. And the Bible says he whom the son has set free is free indeed. And in the amplified version, it says it is unequivocal, unquestionably free. So free, like forever. Right. And so I think that sometimes, you know, in the world, you can have these, oh, if I just say these 10 affirmations, that's going to work for me. And you know what? It might work temporarily, but God has a permanent solution. And it is with the Holy Spirit getting to the root of the issue with him and letting him clear that stuff out. Amen. Yeah. Amen. (laughs) This was awesome. So awesome. I'm really looking forward to getting a copy of your book and checking it out. I will share, uh, for all you folks out there listening, I will share uh, the link, her Amazon link to the book as well. Do you have a website as well, correct? Yes. And on my website, um, there's also an additional bonus chapter. It's called Beauty for Ashes, Even If You Start the Fire. And it's really a story about God's grace and it's free. So if you go to my website about after about 10, 15 seconds, uh, a little screen will pop up and you can sign up for the the free chapter and it will be delivered to your inbox. Fantastic. Fantastic. So make sure when folks, when you're listening to this, check out the show notes so you can get in there and get your free chapter and check that out and then hop on Amazon and purchase the book. All right. Thank you, Mimi, so much for being with me today on Let Fear Bounce. It's been a true pleasure. And I I just so enjoy uh, meeting and talking with other Christians 
and people of faith and hearing your stories and how God has taken you on your journey and here you are on the other side of it. You know, I, I, I often say we will always find ourselves, you know, you, you can't get through life without being in a storm or two or three. Yeah, true. Um, but within that storm, there's tremendous strength and tremendous beauty. Yeah. And, and rainbows. Yes. So you just have to remember that. And sometimes you have to dig kind of deep for it. But things might be swirling. Your your umbrella might be broken. You lost the oar and you got a hole in your boat. <laughs> you know, and this, then the winds are just blowing. There's tremendous strength, not only in the storm, but within you in the midst of a storm. Absolutely. And there's beauty in every person because God made us all his masterpieces. We yeah. are all a masterpiece in his eyes. So that's your beauty. And you have the strength within you, even in the midst of a storm. So absolutely love the premise of your book. Again, looking forward to getting myself a copy and reading it. But thanks again for being with me. Love to have you on again sometime towards the end of the year or so. If you're open to that, I would love to have you on again to see what you're up to and what you're doing. And if you have another book out or anything. Oh, my goodness. I'm in. I'm in. And thank you for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. All right. Thanks again and have a wonderful, wonderful day.